You're listening to the Down the Pub podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. So uh, welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. Uh, on this episode, I am joined by San Diego Loyals midfielder and captain now, I guess, uh, Charlie yeah. Adams. Welcome to the show, bud. How are we? Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh man, it's 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 uh, it's always great to have somebody from back in Europe and uh, see how they managed to get themselves into uh, the west coast of California. So yeah. Uh, yeah, um, it's a long story. <laughs> so so we usually just kind of kick off with a few kind of easier questions. So yeah, anybody who's seen your Instagram knows that you're probably one of the sharpest dressed people in the uh, the USL. Uh, I'd probably say so. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think we should set up a USL uh, fits thing, league fits just for you, man. But um, oh, I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, who's the worst dresser at the loyal? I guess would be a, a great start. Oh, the worst dresser. Um, probably my mate Jack Blake. Probably my <laughs> mate Jack Blake. He has a right go, and you know I encourage him with some of his outfits, but you know he's wearing sky blue cargo pants that have clouds on them. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of like so, that actually. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 you know, I tell him he looks quality, and that, you know, <laughs> if we're out in Pacific Beach one night, that um, you know, we'd be the center of attention. But you know, in 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 the truth is, is that it's it's horrendous. <laughs> I love. But it, I don't love mind it. it. But yeah, you know, I, I I feel like you showed them that like the cowboy outfit that you had with the shorts and the boots. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, That's what you need to go for, and you've kind of. Well, you know what that was? That was actually uh, I I showed up late one day, accidentally. So usually day before games we train, you know, same time as the game, and um, on this particular day we didn't. So like everyone, you know, I'm waking up at eight a.m. and everyone like I'm getting loads of phone calls. And I'm seeing loads of missed calls on my phone and text messages. I'm thinking, what's happening? Then, I, you know, I, I pick up the call from um, our admin. Um, and she says, like, where are you? And I'm just, you know, when your heart drops, you yeah, know you're late for somewhere, your heart drops. And you're like, yeah, yeah, bollocks, yeah. I, uh, so I, I was down there, um, got a good reception from the lads. But I had to, I had to do a, a, you know, a punishment. So this punishment was, which I actually really liked, was that you know I have to, <laughs> I actually quite like that. I had to dress in a in a terrible outfit. So yeah, um, I, I wore the cowboy boots with the cowboy hat and shorts, and it went down quite well actually. I, yeah. I think I, I think you look pretty smart. I think I looked alright. Yeah. <laughs> so um, if they're going to make a movie about your life, uh, who would you want to play as? Who would you want to play you in the movie? Ah, uh, who would I want to play me as the movie in the movie? Um. That's a great question. I have never, ever thought about that. You know, I don't want to go for too much of a big name because then I think I'm a little bit egotistical. <laughs> like if I went for if I went for Leonardo DiCaprio, everyone would think, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Uh, uh, who would I have? I'd probably have, I'd like, no, nah, Jimmy Bullard. <laughs> Jimmy Bullard, I like him. Oh, I like man. him. I'll take Jimmy Bullard, yeah. <laughs> In his, in, his acting, in his acting debut as a... In his acting <laughs> debut, yeah, that's his acting debut. I think he'd kind of get me, yeah, he'd, he'd kind of play me quite well, I think, yeah. Uh, I love it. Uh, t- larger. Team you, sp- you supported as a kid and why? Um, you like the way I went from, first of all, I went from uh, Leonardo DiCaprio to Jimmy Bullock. How's that work, by the way? 
Um, the team <laughs> not, even an, it's not even an actor. Yeah, I, I don't even. I was watching Soccer AM. That's why. Oh, okay, who's got um, long hair? Okay, I was watching. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio's new movie, and then the next, the next YouTube <laughs> show was Jimmy Bullard on my recommended. Yeah, uh, that's how them two. Yeah, uh, my team growing up. Uh, my team growing up was uh, Queens Park Rangers. Nice Queens Park Rangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So used to go to the games when they were in League One. Um, yeah, used to go to most games probably from the age of, you know, say ten till probably even earlier than that. Ten till thirteen, I'd go to a lot of the games. Probably earlier than that, actually, probably like eight till eight till thirteen. Um, then I signed at Brentford. Um, I was at Brentford and. You know, I would go to their games more and they were obviously rivals. So, um, but Queen's Park Rangers was my team. My brother actually works for them in the, in the academy now, which is kind of cool. So, that's awesome. Um, yeah, Queen's Park Rangers, yeah. They they flew so close to the sun, God bless them. And then it all just fell apart. They did. They um, did. My, my day was more like um, Mark Bertram, um, Danny Shitu. Legends. Um, legends. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, legends, man. I, I, I like them guys. So, I haven't heard that yeah. name Danny Shitty in quite a long time. Uh, so they had a great song. Uh, the, the, the song they had was uh, uh, I forgot the song, but we've got you've got. Oh, I forgot what it was. I forgot <laughs> it was. I forgot something like we've got shit too or something like. That. Oh, so good. I forgot <laughs> what the song was. It'll come back to me. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite cheat meal? Um, I'll have a In and Out burger after after the games. Because your metabolism's quite high, so you can kind of eat anything after the game. So I, I, I'll have a, I'll have a um, in and out burger or something after the game, or Shake Shack in and out Shake Shack. See, we, we, don't have, we, we don't have in and out here, so that fucking sucks. What, what uh, you got over there? What, what is it over there? Uh, Canada. What, it's, what a burger! We are, <laughs> here here in Canada. What, what we got? We got Moose Burger. Uh, we've got Elk mm. Burger. Um, we just have the Elk usuals. Burger. You guys, okay. you, you guys get all the best. You just have like Sonic. And yeah, we all the best stuff. We, yeah. we don't get any of that stuff. We just have like like Wendy's and all the, the, the usual garbage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you're currently second. You're sitting uh, second in the division. So you're coming, yeah. in, coming towards the end of the season and playoff time. So mm-hmm. you're on a nice little run. So how are you feeling about the how the season's going for you and looking towards a little bit further? How do you think you, you are shaping up for uh, the playoffs? Yeah. Um, I mean, we started off, you know, in a, in a really rough, rough patch um, but we were able to grow into the season and we able to grow into the way we want to play um, and you know now because we've we faced a lot of adversity so we're used to I don't want to say like of course we're not used to losing but we've been there and we've lost in difficult times which has helped us and developed and 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 our growth has been exponential because of that you look in the earlier games a lot of it even you know in we played you know RGV and then we played Tacoma and, and we had, um, you know, long spells in them games where we should have scored um, and we didn't. And it and it was almost like the football gods aren't on our side. What are we going to have to do to score? And in doing that, we left ourselves open and conceded. Now, you know, although we want to win every game, um, drawing a game nil-nil or 1-1 is a lot better than losing the game. So I think our growth, you know, you've seen our growth in, in throughout the season. You take a game like Oakland last game. Again, we had a lot of the chances, um, some really good chances, but it was nil-nil. Um, 
and our growth was is that we didn't concede a goal and we were disciplined and we 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 defended like a proper team in the moments when we had to, even when we didn't score. Um, along with the game yesterday, the game yesterday against Tacoma, we we scored in the first half. We probably could have been two or three up in the first half, but it never went our way like that. So in the second half, they're a good team when when they had their opportunities and when they had their opportunities to um, have shots and, and and create chances, we we defended incredibly well. And earlier on in the season, we weren't doing that as well. Now we're a little bit better in the boxes. So come to playoff time, um, ultimately it's about results. You can play however you want to play. You can make a build-up. You can go long ball. You can play counter-attack however you want to play. But ultimately all that matters is what happens in between the boxes because that's where the goals are scored. So I think our growth and our uh, our development this year and our experience this year it will, will will help us going forward into the final games and into the playoffs. Yeah, it's like he's on a nice little run. I think it's like four games unbeaten now. And uh, I, I said like, I mean, like... Yeah, four, four games unbeaten, is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, four games. And... and and like you're keeping stuff... Like, I mean, a clean sheet is just as uh, important as scoring a bunch of goals at the other end. So it's like, builds build, yeah. confidence. So like you can't talk about San Diego and not talk about the main man himself, like Landon. So like this being his first job, and you've pretty much been there since he started. Like, uh, how has he developed? How has he like... Because he's had to change from being... Yeah, like a player to being a coach. Like, how's he developed himself in the time you've been with him? Um, he's a class act, to be honest. I would say, class act. Uh, I've worked with some managers in the past who have had, you know, great careers as well. Um, not saying that they had as good as careers as Landon, but they've had good careers in their own right. Um, but with Landon, there is no ego. He's a coach. He's our coach. That's it. He wasn't Landon Donovan, the, or he isn't with us. He's not Landon Donovan, the American legend to us. He is our gaffer, our coach, and that's it. Um, it's never, ever about him. And with other coaches that I've been with as managers at times, or another players who have then turned into, gone into management who I've, had experience with a lot of the time not a lot of the time but there have been stages in my experiences with them where it's about them and it's like I did this and it's about me on the touchline or whatever and with him it's nothing like that um I've learned a lot from him in that you know take he takes the emotion out of a lot of the games after the games, especially, he takes the emotion out. There'll be times when we lose and we play a great game. We play the way that we wanted to play and he'll come in the next day and he'll say, guys, we played a good game, but we just need the results and we need to be better in the key moments. That's it. But we played an amazing game. Other days, we'll win and he'll come in and the next day and say, we won. The result was good, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Last night, we weren't great. Um so I just, you know, for being such a young manager, um, to see that and to experience that and to see how he reacts daily with the players and his relationship with the players is a lesson I'm going to take for when, you know, if I go into coaching because I can experience it on a daily basis now, the way that he manages everyone, um, the way that ultimately he's honest and that's, I think that's all the players want. So 
yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm learning from him every day, more so from a, you know, of course, tactically, I listen to things he says when, when he's speaking to the strikers, when he's speaking, you know, when the, the, the runs that they make, the, the, the momentum, when to turn your back, when the, when the ball's being played, when to face the ball, when, when you're receiving a through ball, and as I said, when to, when to run away and, and turn your back from the ball, things like that, small things like that. But ultimately, it's the, it's the way he is um, as a person, as a man-manager that, to me, is most outstanding. Like that kind of uh, that Roy Keane syndrome, you know, like that mm. w- when he became a manager, a lot of people said that he couldn't face up to the fact that people were not at the same level as him. Yeah. Um, and I think that Landon, like just from what yeah. you're saying, doesn't seem to have that, like that. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, because like he's, he, you know, there were earlier on in the season where, you know, we weren't scoring goals. And to him, it's like, you can't like... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah. he, he didn't overreact. He won't just like score. He would help every. He would help him every day. Help the guys every day. Strikers, the midfield players, the wingers every day. Just practice. We're just gonna go again. Like if we're not scoring, whatever, we're gonna practice and we're gonna do it in the week, and then we're gonna score on a weekend. And you know, it wasn't. It's not just like oh, you, how are you not scoring? It was nothing like that. It's more like you know, let's practice, let's improve, and we're going to get it right this weekend. We have another opportunity this weekend to get it right. Um, which, yeah, I mean, I, I love Roy Keane, but yeah, maybe, you know, it's tough when you're a top player and you're telling someone to do something and they can't do it. That's really tough. But I don't get that from him. That doesn't seem to come across at all like that with him. Like that, And that's that's amazing because it's only going to help you guys grow yeah. as, as, pe- as people and professionals too. So, I mean, like you're, you've been there since the since the start of the franchise pretty much. Yeah. So mm. h- how is the city, like how is San Diego? Cause it's traditionally like a good, you know. football town and a baseball town. Yeah. It's good. You know, yeah, it's good. Obviously the Padres, um, the Padres are massive here. Um, the San Diego Padres, they're the, they're the baseball team that, you know, they have an incredible stadium. They have an incredible fan base. Um, but look in our own right, we too have a great fan base. We have a lovely stadium there at Torero. Um, and no, I think I think the city is really excited about it. I think when you come to one of our games, um, you'll want to come back because they're such a good time. Um, so the people that I've had friends come to the game and that they love it. Um, so so you know, as I said, our fans are magnificent, and I think you know, in 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 the future, um, if we keep being successful and, and and we can win um win more games and and, and potentially uh lift a trophy there will be more people that will want to come to the stadium and more of the city will get behind us um so it's just exciting to be a part of you know so you're talking like you, you when you came to the states first you're you're with uh, louisville who are obviously yeah. a franchise too so like mm-hmm. you're, you're you're a bit of an expert at it so like what's what's yeah. it like but what because it, like people back home obviously yeah, there's no new team. So what's it like, like starting brand new uh, um, in a franchise? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, Louisville is a incredible club now as well. Um, back when I back when I went there uh, in 2015, it was the league was a little bit different. Like the franchise fees were smaller, so the quality of the clubs weren't as good as they are now. If you want to have a franchise now, you have to spend more money. So that 
will mean that you have more money, disposable money to to use on the club um, besides your franchise fee. Um, back in 2015, it wasn't like that. So you didn't, as I said, you didn't have to need as much money or have as much money to have a USL team. So um, just, just I struggled when I first came over in 2015 with Louisville. I struggled with the initially with the professionalism of how things were done. Obviously, I come from Brentford, um, and in doing that, it was you know obviously a big risk. But I'd come from a top championship team. Um, where everything is there for you medically, uh, on the pitch, off the pitch. You have anyone, any anything you need is there for you. And then you come out here and it's like, you come out to, 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 to Louisville um, and it just wasn't like that. There was nothing, there was no infrastructure, obviously, because it was a brand new club. So everyone was learning on the job and going as, and, 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 you know, learning as they go. So it was just difficult to be a part of that at that time but now the club has obviously grown and look, don't get me wrong we were successful we had a great Nick group there uh, the manager James O'Connor he he was great um, we, we, we had a great team but just little things with the in, within the infrastructure that wasn't you know it, it, that shouldn't be the standard but I understand back then that was just how the USL was I guess now being a part of this team it was pretty good from the start. It was great from the start. Um, so there, there, it was very professional. I think. I think obviously Landon had a big say in doing things right. Just you know, little things like uh, you know, making sure that there's food, um, lunch, breakfast, um, you know, travel, um, just all the small things that you can think of um, with a new club that might be difficult. Um, I guess the standards were set pretty high from the start here. And on top of that, joining a new club or, or, or an expansion team in their first season, um, you're going to have to do a lot of um, marketing. And that will mean going out to, you know, local news stations, local TV stations, um, going out to events within the city, making sure that you put your name out, get, get, you know, get the team's name out there. We were doing that a lot prior to COVID last year. Um, we did a few uh, TV sort of um, appearances, uh, news uh, news station appearances, the uh, radio appearances, things like that. Um, again, it was the same in Louisville. We did all of that. So, you know, being a part of that is kind of cool. And there's, you know, always a new excitement around the city and you see, you know, some billboards up about the club and that's all cool. So it's always, it's, it's a cool experience to be a part of, but it's very different, isn't it? It's like in England, in Europe, the clubs have the history and they market themselves because you have the badge. So even a club like, for example, Notts County, where are they in the, in the conference? League yeah. two. I think they're in conference, conference Premier. Yeah. Yeah. Conference Prem. Yeah. Um, well, Chesterfield and, and, and Notts County, for example, they market themselves because they've had history and they have the badge, especially a club like Notts County. Um, so they don't really need to market themselves within their city because they are Notts County or whoever they are. Um, but out here, it's different, obviously, it's, and, and, and you're appealing to different people. So when you go to a sports game out here, a sporting event out here, you know, it's very family orientated. Whereas yeah. if you go <laughs> to a League Two game, a conference premier game back home, it's all men, in the yeah. grown men in the stands 
passionate about their club or whatever. But over here, it's like, right, let's get some popcorn, let's have a drink and let's have a burger and we'll watch the game. And then at halftime, we'll have a laugh and maybe towards the end of the game, we'll, you know, go get some more soft drinks and then come back down and, and watch the finish. So it's not it's not how it is in in Europe, as we know. But that doesn't not mean, it's just different. It doesn't not mean it's better or worse. It's just different. Um, so, yeah, it's it's cool to be a part of. So, yeah. So uh, the guy, I, t- I talked to, uh, I had Noel McCabe on the show and he's been like at Louisville since yeah, I like him. Th- th- I like day, day one. And like it, where they are now with the training facilities mm. and they've had their own stadium and stuff for that. Of course. So, so, so do you think, I've had a few people on from it, like USL players. So, so do you think the USL itself is like getting there and it's like, it's becoming... A, of, course a- it is. of course it is. I mean, like, I'm telling you, this the quality of this league now is is good. You have some really good players. Louisville are a very good team. They're a real good team. I believe we're a good team. You, you're looking at guys like, you know, of course, Phoenix, El Paso now. Um, you know, there's really good teams and there's really good players. Truly, they're a really good players. There's a lot, there's a big difference. I always get asked the comparison between, you know, what would it, what would the level be like in England or, or, or you know, compared to over here and I just say it's too different. You can't compare it. It's just like, I, you know, I look at lads around the league, even myself, look at lads, um, Santi Moa, you're looking at, you know, Sebastian Velasquez, El Paso, um, myself. Now, if we go to England and we play in League One or Two, how well do we do? I don't know. I've been there. I was all right there. But how well does a player like Velasquez do in lower divisions in England? Maybe not so good because it's just so different. But then on the flip side, how would one of them guys come over here and try and make a build up every time they get the ball, go play an RGV when it's really hot and you have to be good technically and you have to be good tactically? How well do they do? I don't know. It's just so different. So I, I wouldn't say, you know, I, I would say the growth of the league has been incredible. Um, and, you know, there are some really good players. At the end of the day, you know, it was only a couple of years ago what Drogba was in the league and Joe Cole. So, you know, if these guys come and play in it, then it it, it must mean something. So I, I believe the level is good. And, you know, I think I think the gap between the USL and MLS now is closing. Um, and, you know, it's not seen as, oh, it's USL anymore. Now it's like, all right, it's a decent level and it has good players and good teams. You just have to watch the games, watch the games, watch one of our games, watch watch an El Paso game or a Phoenix game, the way they attack or Orange County, the way they defend. Watch them. It's, it's, it's good. Yeah, like, I, I feel like that's a, it's very much a European thing. You know, it's like, what, what compare this to that? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you made it all like, that's a great point that you can compare. Like, you know, I've been watching a lot more usl this year and like the, the yeah. level like the games are great to watch it's, it, as you said it's, good, pretty, yeah, yeah. it's it's really technical and i think that that's what it is yeah you have some pro- really good players and like these two teams these mls two teams i'm like even tacoma they're a really good team like forget that they're bit that they're that they're seattle second team like just watch them and watch them without them being called seattle two and watch their players and the way they build up and the way that they play in a back three and the way that their central defender there he steps higher to players to players a pivot so they play they back they basically build in the back four but then they defend in the back three and they can also attack higher on the pitch when they attack higher they play in a back three teams 
in my experience, teams in, in the lower divisions in England, for, in my experience, as I said, aren't doing that. It's also, it's, it's also the yeah. athleticism. Like I, I feel like yeah. you know, I, I think I think a lot of players from from England are like I don't know how it was for you, but like when they come over, I think they're surprised at how yeah athletic everybody is and like that they actually take yeah serious like uh, they really look after their bodies and stuff like that. They like, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a big thing. Is yeah, the athleticism is you know you have some real fast players here. You know, you have some real fast players and a lot of attacking players who have a lot of pace. You know, especially in 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 USL. Um, you know, you look at the lad that was playing yesterday for Tacoma. The guy that came, the guy that came on, his name's Adeneron, and he's a good player, man. He's big, he's strong, he's fast, technically good, very good player. And you know, I think that is, I, yeah, I think I think guys like when they come over, yeah, it is. It's, it is eye-opening. It's like, they, they can play here, you know? So, um, I, I have to ask, I'm sure you've talked about it many times, but obviously you were the first goal scorer in the franchise yeah. history. Um, so, you're also yeah. going to be part of the, the, the history of the club. But, like, uh, what was that experience like for you? And, um, like, what like having the crowd cheer for the first time kind of, kind of way? Like, yeah. what, what was that like for you? Nah, it, you know, looking back, I've said this a couple of times, but looking back, I probably should have enjoyed that moment a little bit more. Um, there was such a high expectation on the club and on that first game to be successful that I think it was, at, I think the team, I wouldn't say were overwhelmed, but I think that affected how we played in the game. Um, as we grew into the season, it was fine. But, um, at that point, we were we were one nil down, and Vegas had scored a spectacular goal from like forty five yards, half volley in the top corner, unbelievable. So, getting back level when I scored, I took the goal really well. But it was like, all right, we're back level now. Let's go and try and win the game. It wasn't like, uh, you know, let me go and celebrate in front of all these fans. It was like, right, right, we're back level. We can go win the game. So that's all that was really going on in my head. I was thinking, right, I've got my team back level now. Um, let's get a result out of this game. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so I didn't, I just didn't enjoy it enough. If I look back now, I should have maybe run to the crowd and done a knee slide. And, <laughs> I don't know. Roly poly. <laughs> you, sh- yeah. you should, uh, you should ask Landon if you can like recreate the moment. And, uh, have yeah, to- I wish. Way. <laughs> yeah, I wish. But, but yeah, like, I mean, I mean, that's, that's the thing though. Like, I mean, like, you can see that like in the fourth minute or something like that. So we did, it must, yeah. It must have been like a relief then more than anything to get there. Yeah, it was a relief. It was a relief. That's why my celebration was just back to the touchline like this. Get the game going again. I, th- I thought that was kind of boss too, man. It was just like, I'm, all, I'm fucking all out the business here. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so like, there, there's there's quite a few teams in Cali and I think there's another one on the way. I think Monterey Bay is... Yeah, they look right, Yeah. Good, so. They've got like Frank Yall up in there and stuff like that. But like, are you just building yeah. up some nice rivalries between you all like now? Like, yeah, Especially with are. COVID yeah. where you're all going to have to play within the division. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a couple. Well, we've been playing these teams now for the last two years, haven't we? All the, you know, we've played Phoenix, uh, Orange County, LA two. They're they're probably our they're our rivals is um, Phoenix, Orange County, and LA two. I'd say um, we always have great games against Phoenix. I think they're the most entertaining. You see the game where they obviously beat us four one at the start of the season, and they 
um, they were good that game, but then um, we beat them 2-1 and then we were 2-0 up against them at their place and then they came back in the 89th and 94th minute to tie it 2-2. Um, they always have good games against us, so I think, yeah, Phoenix is a Phoenix would probably be the one I'd say, but um, yeah, Phoenix, yeah, Phoenix, yeah, yeah. I, I like playing against them. It's just, They're always it's, great games. It's just it's just bubbling nicely for the playoffs. I think it's the, yeah, the, the it kind is, of rivalry. Can't wait. <laughs> so, um, like you were before you went to San Diego, you were playing in yeah. Austria. Um, yeah. I, I don't ask me to. I'm sure I'm going to butcher the name, so I'll let you say. FC Pinsgal. Yeah. So, how did that move? Because you were in the states. I think you were playing yeah. for was it Orange County? You're playing for. Um, yeah, Orange County. Yeah. And then you, how did that move come about to go to yeah, Austria? Yeah, and- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I was at Orange, I was at Orange County, and um, so uh, this guy from Utah, he basically bought this team in in Austria, American guys bought this team um, and wanted to build it up and go through the leagues and ultimately try and get into the Austrian Bundesliga and then from there you know go as high as possible and be one of the biggest teams in Austria um, and to be honest uh, I went there probably for the wrong reasons I think I went there for the wrong reasons financially but, you know financially it was very good for me um, so, you know, um, it wasn't, it wasn't as much as a footballing decision as, you know, I look back now and it's probably the wrong decision. Um, but look, it was a incredible experience and, and we were successful there. The club, um, I don't know. I don't want to go into too much detail, but the club, I signed a quite long contract there along with a few other guys and the club, um, I guess the they, they 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 didn't have the the money that they thought. Um, so, so, so yeah, that that that's how it kind of ended for me there, um, and it was pretty it was pretty brief because that's what happened. I think they 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 spent a little bit too much than too or they they spent they spent too much ultimately on 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 many things not not just just not just the playing budget, but I think they. They spent too much and they didn't have as much money as they as they thought they would have. Um, so so then it was a case of just coming back here and um, yeah, London really really liked me, so um, I signed here. But yeah, I think it was you know the model of the story is is yeah, make sure wherever you go or you know if you're involved in in football, do it for the right reasons. You know. So uh, was. Christian Ziegler was your, yeah, your coach yeah. there, which which mm. obviously he's a huge name. He played for Tottenham, mm. Liverpool, Bayern yeah, Munich, and stuff yeah. like that. So I mean, like, like, like obviously he must have cost him a bit of money to be their coach, I guess, right? Yeah. But but what was yeah. it like playing under him? Like it's another huge name that you got to play under. What was he? Yeah, what big he name. Like? Uh, yeah, he was good. He was good. I mean, um, he was different to how I I thought it would be, but um, no, I I I enjoyed my time there. I played, I played all the games under him, um, and and we 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 were good and we were successful. There was Pablo Ruiz, who's now at RSL, was there along with me. Um, Andrew Brody, uh, Josh Hurd, he's now playing in Canada. Yeah, he plays a uh, um, Pacific. He's having a great season, yeah. by the way. Is he really good? Yeah, good for yeah. Him. Um, 
yeah so so these guys were there and we did we were Ugo Akoli from Orange County um we we had a we had a great season um but he he, he you know look he, he he was a good manager he, he, he you know he, I would say he wasn't as good as the man managing as I thought he'd be but Look, he, he, we, we were successful and, and we won games under him. So that's all there is to it. Yeah, but it, like, the, was it like a, a different lifestyle for you though? Because like you know, like yeah. I, I can just imagine, yeah, like, I, I can just imagine like the like you know, you're you're near the Alps and all that kind of stuff. You're going from California. Yeah. Like, what, what was the lifestyle yeah. like there? Very different. I had a beautiful apartment, a lovely apartment. Um, so my, my apartment was like at the bottom of the Alps. Like you could <laughs> literally like your window, your window was this massive mountain with snow on it at the top, even in the summer. And then like, I looked across the city or the, the town you'd say, um, but the lifestyle. Yeah. You, that's, that's, I kind of struggled with it. Look, I got on with it. It wasn't, wasn't much of a problem for me, but it's one of them where you do your week shop on a Saturday and then you stay in, you cook all your food and, that's all you're doing. Like there's a, there's a few restaurants within the town. We were about 40 minutes from Salzburg. So that wasn't too bad. Um, but you know, everything was shut on a Sunday. There was nothing open on a Sunday, nothing like you couldn't, couldn't get a thing on a Sunday. Not, not anything. All the shops were shut past 5 PM. Wow. One day I went to go get, yeah. One day I went to go get a phone and the local shop, they just, they just decided to have a break in the middle of the day for two hours and they just closed <laughs> just things like that. Like you go somewhere and you know, it just would be closed and they won't have any reason. They'll just be closed that day. Um, oh. Yeah. They, 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 they love a holiday there. They love a bank holiday. There's a lot of bank holidays there and little things like, you know, you want to go on an Uber. You can't, there's no Uber. There wasn't any Uber. Weird. So like, whereas like, whereas like here, California I use like DoorDash a lot like I get a lot of healthy meals sent to me through DoorDash and Uber Eats there was nothing like that so you have to go to the supermarket every single week and get your food that you want for that week bring home whatever when it's open yeah when it's open Um, but then the problem is is that you know sometimes you lose like you know the thing is with with this with this life with playing playing football for a living is that sometimes your Sunday can be your Friday because say you have a game on a Monday or a Tuesday, you know, you, you know what the session's like the day before the game. So usually you plan a Saturday. So your Friday session is what it is. You know, it might be lighter with, you know, the structure might be, you know, however the coach wants to do it, but usually it's lighter. Right. So sometimes if you say you play a game on a Monday, your Friday is, is the Sunday, but, like nothing's open so, so if you don't have food in you can't go anywhere to eat so like so this happened one time we had a game on a monday my friend we had a game on a monday and uh he didn't he, he lived on his own as well in austria he's an english lad um and he didn't have no food in so he just had to go to mcdonald's and he had like 40 chicken McNugget meals before the game and, uh, he had no, he had no groceries, and he didn't cook. He didn't cook, and had no groceries. So he went, and he had the foot. That's the only thing that was open on a Sunday was McDonald's. So he got the forty, the forty chicken McNugget meal for the game. Yeah, for dinner with a, with, with, with French fries and a and a, and a shake or something. Yeah. 
<laughs> Look, was that? Shit in his pants after like half an hour uh, of the game. Yeah, 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 literally, literally, <laughs> literally was. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, though, I know you say like, uh, you do it for the wrong reasons. But, you know, your yeah. career is short and, you know, when you get an opportunity to make some money, you do it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry. But you know, you, you get the. Yeah. You, I can see why you would want to do, and it seems like you got a couple of like. Uh, I did. Look, I had a great time there. I had. A, I, there's no regrets at all. Like I had a great time there. I met some great friends. Um, nah, I had a great time there. So th- there's no regrets. But I, I, I did go there for the wrong reasons. But I mean, it it was a great time and a great experience, and I learned a fair a fair bit of German as well while I was there. So. Um, no, there were no regrets uh, whatsoever. Um, love, love it, man. Um, so, uh, like you, um, you grew up in the Brentford Jew system. Uh, you kind of yeah. mentioned it earlier on. So, I have to ask you, like this amazing start to the season that they've had. They they, they win at yeah. Arsenal. They win again on the weekend. Like, uh, how are you? How are you feeling like seeing it all happening, especially being part of it too, right? So, yeah, of course. It's just you know I grew up from a youth system from age you know. 13, 12, 13. And I just seen the club just go from even when I was there. Look, we I was there and we were getting beans on toast for lunch. And as 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 we went up through the leagues and as we became more successful, um, you know, we then hired chef and then two chefs. Then we had like a catering service and we had, you know, the 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 canteen used to be the gym used to be the canteen area, it used to be the office for the coaches. Now the canteen is just the canteen and that's all it's there for. Um, they have a massive sort of port, port cabin gym, which is really nice. Um, and I just looked at, I just saw the club and was involved in that period of, of being promoted throughout the leagues. Um then I got I, I was in I got into the first team in 2012, 2012, I think, 12-13 season. And being part of that again was incredible. We lost to Yeovil. No, we lost to Yeovil in a playoff final. That's right. And Doncaster, Doncaster scored the penalty on us in that last day of the season where we missed the penalty. They went up and scored. Doncaster went up. Uh, we we lost to Yeovil in a final. The next season, we got automatic promotion. Um, and then the year in the championship, that's when you just saw, you know, a massive growth again with more investment into um, the sports science, into players, um, just everything really. Just And, and I'm, I'm just so happy for the club because it was a smaller club in London that no one really, no one really cared about. And now they're, now they're playing with the big boys. And I still have some friends there, um, which is nice. So um, I know Sam Saunders very well. He is the he's the B team coach. Um, so it's just great to see that club. You know, I would say fulfilling its potential now. It's a it's a great club, and um, they deserve it from 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 where they've been. And 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 they do things. I would say they do things properly in that they don't they don't you know they're not going out and buying the best players. They're using the players that they have. And you know, I think they'll be pretty successful this year. You've seen it I mean, yeah. in, in the opening games. I think they'll they'll be successful. Yeah. Like I mean, like they 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 sold some of the <clears throat> the crown jewels. Like like I think like was it last year or the year before when they got to the 
playoff. Yeah. They've been around yeah. the playoffs for a couple of years have, now. Yeah. And then they, they they sold somebody off to Everton, I think, and they sold to, something to West Ham. Um, so they yeah, sold off a bit of very, but, yeah. But they just seem to have like Emrama. The, 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 yes, that's right. Like the the youth system just seems to be able to. Keep, well, so. yeah, yeah. So when yeah, so they have had some great players like for, throughout the. We've had a great. We had a great youth system. It's funny because in my youth team, not many lads actually, besides me, played for the first team. But guys have gone on and had really, really good careers. You look at Alfie Mawson. He um he never he was never in the first team in the in the first team dressing room or first team squad. He was in a couple match day squads, I think, but never actually played for the first team. But he went on and he went on loan to Wickham and then got a move to Barnsley and then got a move to the Premier League with Swansea and now he's at Fulham. Um, was on loan to Bristol City last year. So he's had like a phenomenal career along with um, one of my friends, Kyle Vassell, um, got released as a scholar, uh, went to non-league, played in non-league, went to Peterborough, went to Rotherham in the championship. Now he's at Cheltenham. Um, just had so many guys come through um, and have and, and have had careers. So that, that Chris Meppen lad, he's now at Bournemouth, I think. They sold him to Bournemouth, right? So yeah, just they've had so many lads come through. It's a shame that they actually scrapped their academy. Now they just have the B team system. Um, but I mean, they know what they're doing. Like, what do I know? But they know what they're doing. So um, they've 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 got it right so far. So yeah. Well, it's just like from a, a, an outside perspective looking in, like you, we yeah. all have these kind of underdog stories that everybody loves in football, and uh, Brentford's definitely one of those things. But the club just looks, as you mentioned there, like phenomenally run. But it still looks like it's a community yeah. team, even though they've kind yeah. of, whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you look at like the way Tottenham have kind of gone about stuff, they've kind of moved yeah. away from all that and built the huge stadiums mm. and all that kind of stuff. Like, so, like, what, the people around Brentford, do you think that they can believe how this has happened? Because <laughs> I'm sure the people in uh, Barnes, sure yeah, I don't like, know. This happened don't to know. us. The thing is with the fans is that the fans, the fans don't have a, they have a goldfish memory, don't they? They don't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> I see uh, it kind of uh, you know last year it was kind of upset. I used to what you know I used to see some some things that the fans would say um, and I was just thinking you're competing for the Premier League spot like it, it was not too long ago that, that Brentford were in League 2 and doing okay or League 1 and doing just alright and now you're fighting for a championship spot or a Premier League spot in the Championship, and you know it's all of a sudden not 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 good enough. Um, but look, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure the fans are, you know, over the moon. Yeah, I bet they can't believe it. I bet some of them, some of them, some of them fans who have gone to them games for a long time were so used to League One, League Two football, and now they're in the Premier League. I bet, uh, yeah, I can't even imagine how they feel. So I, I, I'm happy for them. And I was just, a, you know, I played for them a few times. So um, I can't imagine how the fans feel. So, so when you were when you were there and then you, mm. the opportunity came to move to the States, like how mm. how difficult was that decision for you? Because obviously, you know, I've had a couple of people on who've kind of made the jump too. And it just always seems to me that England's the be all and end all for a lot of people. And it's like, you know, if you're not playing in England or yeah. you're playing in Europe, you might as well not be playing kind of thing. So how much of a draw, like how hard was it for you to make that decision to go stateside? No, easy, easy, not hard. Um, I, I'll be honest, I've said this a few times as well. 
before, but I, I think as when I was a young player, I was a little bit, I was high maintenance and I was a little bit too egotistical. I went on loan to Stevenage in in the year that I left Brentford, and I had a great I had a I had a great run of games there. I played really well. They wanted to re-sign me on loan after January, um, and I was like. I thought the level was poor. That was just how I felt. I thought it was poor. I, I said like, I would used to training with these boys in the championship every day, go and train there, and it was like it was just a it was just a big difference for me. It was a big difference for me, and I, as I said, I did really well there. But I just thought the level wasn't great. So what happened was. Um, Brentford would have offered me a new contract, but they would have put me down onto an under-21s contract, an under-23s contract. Um, and in my mind, I was like, I've just been in the first team for two and a half years. I don't want to... I'm not now an under-21 player. Um, and then with my experience in League in League Two with Stevenage, they wanted me back on, on, on loan. Um, with my experience in there, I didn't want to... I, I didn't want to go back there. Um, but really, I should have had someone tell me, just look, you know, hindsight's easy, right? And I don't regret any decisions I made, but, you know, if if I had a little bit better guidance at that time, say, just look, stick it out, see how it goes, um, and and we'll, we'll see where we are. Um, in my mind, I was like, no, nah, I want to be like the main man somewhere. And, you know, as a, as a 20, 21-year-old, that's not the right mentality you should have. It's just not. And I just felt like, but the, the, the thing is, is that it's a double-edged sword, right? Because if I didn't have that mentality, I probably wouldn't have made it as a, as a football player. Because in my mind, like, I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm too good for League Two. Like, I don't want to play in that. So I'm going to go somewhere where I can be like the main man and score all the goals. And because I was a little bit, I was a winger back then. I was a winger slash like number 10. So in my mind, that's just... That's how I felt. But looking back now, that was totally the wrong way to look at it. Um, but obviously you get older and you learn, don't you? So, But on the flip side, as I said, if I never had that mentality, I probably wouldn't have been a football player because you have to be like, you have to, you have to be a little bit egotistical, especially at that young age to say like, I'm the man, like, I, I want to play. I, I need to get in the first team. Like to get, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you you need totally to kind of have that. Yeah. So if you don't have that, you're probably not a football player. But I think I took it to the extent where, like, I'm too good for this level and I shouldn't have thought like that because ultimately I wasn't. I wasn't too. And there's no one. It's like, you have to go and prove yourself. And, you know, I played, what, 15 games for Stevenage or, or whatever it was. And, um, you know, I did well at that level and I and I had a, had a few offers off the back of that loan um, to stay in England. But I turned them down because I wanted, you know, I wanted to... I wanted to have like the spotlight and I felt like coming to Louisville would have done that. Um, so that, that was why, that was why I left. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't because I didn't have the opportunities. It was because I, yeah, I would say, I think at the time it was probably the wrong decision, but there's no regrets because I wouldn't be here if I didn't come. Yeah. So, and now, now this is the best. Yeah. I've had a, I've had an incredible time here. So in, to, in 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 San Diego and in my previous clubs, there's no regrets at all. Like I've had a great time at all of So so do you feel that egotistical thing comes from like a lot of the time from when you're younger as a player, like you're told all the time, like 
you're amazing because th- these teams want to keep yeah. you, right? And then suddenly, yeah, they do. And, so, and then suddenly you hit a wall when they don't think you're good. Oh, you're good enough, or yeah, they, I said like they might want to drop you back down again. Is yeah. it hard for your ego to take that kind of like you know what I mean? Like when you've been told, yeah, all your life that you're I, amazing. Yeah, especially like when I was young, when I was in the youth team, I started off in the youth team as a left back because our attacking players were really good and they wanted to give them, you know, opportunities to try and make it to the first team. It was a little bit different back different back then. Second year scholar, I excelled and just like I played like number ten winger. And we had an incredible youth cup run in which, you know, I I I was really, really good. Um and I would have an agent call me up. I promise you I would have a different agent call me up every week. Now I had an agent had a different agent call me up every week. Wow. And they'll say, like, I can get you, I can get you here. I can get you to Celtic. Like you, you, like Newcastle are watching you. Man City are watching you. Stoke will Stoke will pay for you. So like in my head, I'm just thinking, so we, we played a game against Stoke City, right? In 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 the FA Youth Cup. And this again, it's just the wrong mentality to have. And it was a youth team game. It was a youth cup game. Of, of course, at the time, you think the youth cup is massive and it's it's everything, which they do make it feel like it is. But I had a spectacular game. Like it was a game, I couldn't even imagine myself playing. Every time I got the ball, I tried to run through their team and I was successful. And I, it was just an incredible game for me, right? I'm sitting on that, like I'm getting calls from my agent after the game, like, well done, you've done so well, this and that. And I'm sitting on that coach thinking like, I'm going to go Premier League. But like you can't think like that, and I would have agent. As I said, I had an agent. I went to meet with agent in coffee shops, and like, yeah, like Newcastle really like you. And so when you hear when like uh, uh, you know, I had, I had I had Man City chucked out there. So when you hear Man City, like what's going through your head? Do you know what I mean? But ultimately, these clubs didn't like me that much because they would have bought me. Yeah, you know, and and I, I, and I know a few clubs did did offer money for me. I know that, but not enough for Brentford to turn around and say, yeah, we'll sell him. So it wasn't like, if one of these clubs really want you, they just go and get you. And yeah. like, I was holding off signing my contract because I wanted to go Stoke City. I didn't want to sign at Brentford, my first professional contract. I didn't want to sign because I was like, I'm, I want to go Stoke City. And then they wouldn't go to a tribunal to the court with me. They wouldn't go with to me because the tribunal could be anything. It could be 10 grand or it could be couple a million. million. Yeah. A couple million. Exactly. So they wouldn't go to tribunal because I've been at Brentford for so long and they would say, oh, well, the court might say, this is what you have to pay. And at that point, they have to pay. And Tony Pulis had just been sacked and Mark Hughes was coming in. So they wanted all their budget for the first team. So, wow. So, yeah. So, so I was holding off. I was like, you know, but I'm, I'm, I, I was 17 years old holding off the, all I wanted to do when I was young was sign a professional contract and be a professional footballer. I'm 17 and I'm, and I'm not signed. I'm trying to. I'm trying to play hard. I'm not signed. <laughs> and so I want to go. Yeah, I I love it though. Like like I mean, you gotta yeah. love the folly of youth, right? I mean, like it's kind of you, you know the way that like you're not an old man, like but you're you're no. still able to like. I mean, you're you're able to look back and like you've learned the lessons from it, and like you know. Yeah, of course I have. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be like that again. But well, I mean, it's like it's kind of funny, like looking back to think that you know you're is, you're, yeah. you're not fully yourself that you're able to do. Oh I love God, it. yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. But but then uh, this is what I'm saying is that if I wasn't like that, I wouldn't have been a player. I wouldn't have been a player. I wouldn't have been if I weren't that. If I didn't think that highly of myself, I wouldn't have been a player. 
you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. that's just like, that's how it was. Because in school, in school, I would get told all the time, we went to like the county trials, right? And for Middlesex and, you know, I thought I had a great game. We played like a game. I thought I was unbelievable. I thought I was, I thought I was, I thought like, I'm going to, I'm going to piss this level. Like, we had a couple of lads that, 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 you know, were academies and that, whatever. And they pulled me to a side and I thought they were going to say like, yeah, you, you're going to be our main man. They said to me, no, you're too small. You, you can't play. Jesus. So like, I've heard that so much. And I, I used to hear all the time, like, you're too small. Like, it'll never make it. It'll never play. So like, in my head, I'm like, nah, like, F you lot. I'll, I'll show you lot. And that's what kind of like fuels it. It fuels you, your ego. Do you know what I mean? Because you're like, nah, like, forget these other what these lot are saying, these school teachers are saying to me. So, so, so it kind like of fuels it and you become like this sort of, no one can tell me anything. I'm the best thing since sliced bread or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. as I said, if, 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 if you're not like that, if I wasn't like that, I wouldn't be, have been a player. It seems to me like there's a, there's a balance somewhere. You know, There between, is a balance though. Between, I would, yeah. Between like, you know, where you're, you're, you are good enough, but at the same time though, mm. you've got to, you got to be a little bit kind of uh modest about it so so i mean like maybe yeah. that might maybe that might be a future role for you to be an agent yourself and yeah, you know, yeah. because uh, I, I hear like you know from doing this that like there's there's the shady agents and then there's yeah. the good ones and it's, it seems to be a, yeah of course of course there is course very difficult is. to find the good ones sometimes <laughs> yeah so, yeah yeah there is yeah sure. so, so i don't want to keep you here all night man i really appreciate you giving no, me so much time um so when we finish up the show, we always do the same thing. So you're going to play in a five-a-side tournament from the players you've played with who makes your team. And I, um, I've, as I was looking through, and when you're at Brentford, like yeah. have you Phillips was there, Stuart Dallas was there. Like, I mean, sure, that, oh, no, I got, Kevin O'Connor. Like, I mean, can't yeah. just add them boys, can I? I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, oh, I like to play with my mates, to be honest. I don't care if we get beat every week. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll chop Bradley Wright for it. All right, right, right. The GK. Who's in GK? Uh, uh, I'm going to say the GK. The GK is probably Jack Bonham. He's, he's at Stoke now. He's good. I liked him. He's my age as well. Jack Bonham. Um, not including myself, or is it including myself? Up to you, man. It's your team. No, you... no, I don't want to put myself in it. Um, <laughs> See, you're there uh, the lessons, man. I like that. Like, the ego is just a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to put myself in there. Um, I'll have players I play. All right. Um, James Tarkovsky, Burnley. Nice. We'll give him a good head in the ball. We, he can just launch it out of the arena every time we get it. No, he's actually a player. Proper good player. When he came from Oldham, he was class. Um, then I'll play with Sebastian Velasquez. Telling nice. you, this guy, he's a, when he's on his day, he's very good. Um, I'll play with, you know, I could, I don't just want to chuck like, uh, yeah, I'm going to play my mate Kyle Vassell. He's at Cheltenham now. I like nice. a real good friend of mine. Even if we get turned over, I don't care. <laughs> Um, Love it. Then I'll have I'll have Bradley Wright Phillips up top. He, he'll get us a couple goals. He's a great lad as well, so I like him a lot. Amazing. So can you just uh, yeah. recap recap your team for me? 
So we got um, Jack Bonham in goal. We have we're playing like a sort of like a, a diamond in, in the middle that we're playing. James Tarskowski, um as a centre back. Sebastian Velasquez along with Kyle Purcell, and then um, Bradley Wright Phillips up top. Them three can interchange and do whatever they want, and then maybe I'll come off the bench five minutes. And we're four 0 down. <laughs> nah, that's a good team. That's actually uh, a class thing. Yeah, I, I, I like I like you were just going to downplay and say like we like get torn over. That's going to be difficult. Nah, to nah that's actually a really good team. I'm just going to chat about some other mates in there, but nah, that's actually a good team. Love it, man. Uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Uh, I'm looking forward to, Thanks, uh, to see how the team goes. Um, take care of yourself, and uh, I Top really man. appreciate all the time. Yeah, likewise. Cheers, Cheers, mate. Buddy. Top man. Bye. Take care. You've been listening to the Down the Pub podcast, recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.